Shenanigans! 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 What? Hey y'all, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at ICSativaPod. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Overcast, Radio Public, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes, as rating and reviewing us will bum up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing and you find yourself coming around often... Please become a Patreon supporter of this podcast and support us. By supporting us, this house helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https anchor.fm slash podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash I see sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. Hey y'all. Hope you guys are having a very good one. Um, so I wanted to cover this. Um, so some local news here in legal grass, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. Figured I'd slip that in because it's been a while, but um, but yeah, um, so it seems that the um, it seems that there's going to be some investigating on um the municipal um local contracts that um businesses that want to set up adult use um cannabis businesses in the state they have to sign an agreement with the municipality or city that they're going to put their establishment in they have to pay um i think like fees like some like three percent or something like that three percent of their profits or i I forgot the exact number but you are having in in the law and in the initiative we wrote it was only supposed it wasn't supposed to exceed more than three percent or something like that it was a specific number but you are having a lot of these towns and a lot of these officials in these towns being very corrupt and shady, and then they were asking way more in excess of that three percent of of revenue that they were supposed to get to you know um recuperate costs of 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 um setting up business in the in the state like such as parking in the city such as uh roads such as police detail that this was what 
the three percent of revenue or whatever that number was this was what the the money was basically supposed to go towards but again these cities were were charging way more and um there have been calls from there have been calls to the cannabis um cannabis control board to to do more to enforce this and um again we've been back and forth with you know expecting our politicians to do this expecting the cannabis control board to call shenanigans and investigate but now um um it it has been revealed um believe a few weeks ago that um the the federal attorney for massachusetts wants to investigate the shenanigans with these deals and again the federal the federal federal u.s attorney is elected is is put by the president cheeto is the president right now so this is cheeto's guy saying oh man even even though cheeto's guy is obviously an anti-cannabis republican i mean even he's like this, this this i don't even like this pot stuff but these deals that they're doing on a local level like this is this this federally suspect i ca- i can't just let this go even though i don't i don't like cannabis i have to i have to I have to be impartial at least on this because it's so it's so egregious you know it's so egregious how these cities have been milking businesses dry you know as i've been talking about on this episode or on this show um a lot of places because the costs are so high in the state to set up shop and to pay these towns these extortion fees a lot of places they rent these warehouses they rent these properties they spend months and months and months you know holding sitting on hold on this and, and hiring lawyers and hiring the necessary people needed to to wade through the red tape and you know, a lot of people don't don't make make it make the journey. They don't, and they 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 leave the cannabis business, or their shops don't open, or the or they do open, and then they get absorbed by a bigger company or or, or something like that. And that's what has been happening. It's just been big cannabis central because of the, um, because of the, you know because of the reefer madness of most of the cannabis control board besides um commissioner title and because um and because of our our, our ag that wanted to slow down um wanted to slow down consumption lounges and our governor both of them teamed up last year to stop it but now we're getting a pilot program that will start at some point um you know, cities and towns are still going to have to wrestle some red tape, but hopefully in a couple of years we'll have the lounges. But, um, but, but that's what's been happening. Um, you don't have a lot of craft cannabis in the state for a lot of reasons and a lot of the things I just discussed. But, um, it finally appears that, you know, there's going to be some investigation into the shenanigans. So I'm going to read this article. Um, It's from the Boston Globe. Federal Grand Jury Investigating Municipal Marijuana Contracts. A grand jury jury convened by U.S. Attorney Andrew Lelling is investigating contracts and payments between Massachusetts municipalities and the marijuana companies that they host, a major escalation of the effort by federal prosecutors to crack down on local corruption related to the bourgeoning cannabis industry. At least five communities, Eastham, Leicester, Newton, Northampton, 
Uxbridge confirmed Monday that they have received subpoenas from the Lelling's office seeking information about so-called host community agreements. The controversial contracts which each recreational marijuana firm must sign with the community in which it hopes to operate before applying for a state license typically calls for substantial payments for or to the municipality. Critics have l- long charged the local officials frequently demanded more money than allowed under state law and that the state system of strong local control over cannabis companies is ripe for corruption. Ding, ding, ding. A spokeswoman for the Lelling's office declined to comment and would not say how much subpoenas have been issued. However, it appears likely that the investigation extends well beyond those five communities. Several marijuana industry lawyers and local officials said a substantial number of other municipalities have also received the same request. A copy of one of the subpoenas obtained by the Globe references a mid-November grand jury hearing led by Assistant U.S. Attorney Mark Grady, a member of Lelling's Public Corruption Unit. It seeks a variety of documents, copies of house agreements, including unsigned early drafts, all communications between marijuana companies and local officials, plus emails and other communications among officials regarding the agreements, records indicating community support or opposition to proposals for local marijuana facilities, and records regarding current and former municipal employees or officials attempting to win local marijuana permits or working in marijuana firms, and records about public meetings or votes on applications by marijuana firms for local approval. In September, Lelling's office charged Fall River Mayor Hazel Correa second with pursuing or pressuring, as I should say, four marijuana businesses to pay 575000 in cash bribes in exchange for city approval. Correa, 27-year-old Democrat first elected in 2015, has pled not guilty. At the time of Correa's incident, Lelling said that, the, that Correa has quote, engaged in outrageous brazen campaign of corruption that turned his job into a personal ATM and warned that his office would continue probing corruption around marijuana businesses. In the wake of Carrera's indictment, many critics said that the mayor's alleged shakedowns were a predictable result of a system that often allows a single local official to choose behind closed doors which marijuana licenses move ahead. And the Globe Spotlight team found earlier this year that securing local approval of marijuana facilities is a game often won by teams that can afford to hire multiple municipal officials and other influential insiders. All right, um, so Illinois family, if you are paying attention to this, pay, pay close attention because these shenanigans can get pulled in your neck of the woods. They can get pulled by... by, by city councilors, by um, municipal officials, aldermen, alderwomen, whatever. They, they, they can pull this stuff in your neck of the woods. You know, you got you to gotta do politics if you listen to this podcast. I often say that so much, and I often drive that home so much. And um, we're not going to get the laws we want unless we vote for the people we want. 
And unless we hold them accountable, unless we're paying attention to what they're doing and letting them know that we are watching them and that if they are not doing what us, the taxpayer, want them to do and what they were elected to do, we're going to show them the door. They're public officials and they work for us and not the other way around. And we have to make it known that, you know, and um, in Illinois, they're going to try this. Um, they're probably greasing the. They're, they're probably already greasing the wheels since um, adult use sales are going to start. I mean, they're going to start in January, so the wheels have already pretty much have been greased, and people have gotten their people have gotten their money, and the, the corruption and all of that has already been sort of greased at the moment. But it's going to continue to be greased as stores continue to open, and and things like this can be tried. You know, these reefer madness officials, you know, if, if you're like I say, or like people say, if you're not doing politics, your opponents are doing politics when you're saying, oh, I, I want to be apathetic or, oh, that doesn't matter. Oh, my voice, my vote doesn't matter or yada, yada. If it, if you have that mindset, that's cool. But your opponents that are and very anti-cannabis and that are, that want to restrict your access as a grown adult to this herb they listen to politics they vote they read about other states and how they're regulating and how they can carry over the restrictions that they want for the plant in their neck of the woods they're 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 paying attention to all the stuff so if you're not paying attention you're not being politically active your opponents will and they're going to restrict your freedoms if you let them but yeah, I, again, you, ex, be vigilant, folks in Illinois. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do an additional episode to talk about things to look out for, maybe later this week. So be be on the lookout for that. But I just want to say, um, you guys, Illinois fam, pay attention because the, the, your local, your local city and town officials might try this stuff. Massachusetts laws limit the. Limit the value of payments under host agreements to 3% of a company's annual revenue. I was right. For a maximum of five years. It also mandates that any payments must be reasonably related to the actual costs imposed by the marijuana facility. But many communities have sidestepped these limits, seeking additional money while arguing the law doesn't technically prohibit them from requiring separate fees or mandatory, quote, donations to local nonprofits in exchange for local approval. The payments typically total tens and th- hundreds of thousands of dollars marijuana industry leaders plus state regulators and legislators who helped draft the limits on host community agreements believe that large payments sought by cities and towns are a major barrier preventing smaller locally owned marijuana firms from gaining a foothold in the industry and they and that they have give a significant edge to large investor-backed pot conglomerates that can afford to bolster their local coffers. Some of the critics said that greater scrutiny of house agreements is good for the industry, quote, without commenting on the specific investigation, any indication that the laws governing house community agreements are being enforced would be a welcome relief. 
said our um, great commissioner, um, Commissioner Shaleen Title of the Canvas Control Commission, who stressed that she is speaking on her own behalf. Title said a company wrote to her Monday complaining that officials in the town had said they would approve only businesses that offered a donation of $15,000 that when the company demurred, officials said, perhaps this isn't the right town for you. Jesus Christ. I've received complaints almost every day that the process is out of control, Title has said. Amid growing evidence of widespread abuses, the commission voted in January to ask the state legislature for clear authority to oversee these contracts. Several bills that aim to overhaul the local marijuana facility approval process are pending, but have yet to advance. Still, marijuana industry experts said lulling subpoenas were somewhat puzzling. Quote, for one thing, the records they seek like, are likely public anyway, and the experts said that many municipalities may have overreached in seeking payments and other benefits for marijuana companies. Carrera's behavior was an outlier. I don't agree with this. I, I do think that a message has to be sent to these town and these municipalities and these officials that are are shaking down these businesses illegally. And let's call it what it is. Let's keep it 100. They're shaking. This is just mob shaking down. You know, this is just mob shaking down for money that is owed or money that they feel is owed. It's, it's that's all it is. That's that's how it's that's how it's unfolding. It's straight up classic corruption right here. And um it, it, a message has to be sent that this isn't acceptable and that there will be consequences for it. You know, these 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 officials, again, they work for us. They, they get paid off our taxpayer dime, okay? We're their bosses and not the other way around. I have negotiated a lot of host community agreements, and that's just not how this operates, said Jim Smith, a Boston attorney who works with numerous marijuana firms. Cities and towns, they might want fire engines, traffic lights, and charitable donations in excess of what the law allows, but that's not going into an individual official's pocket. They're trying to benefit their communities. It's a typical tension between companies and municipalities that you see any time a development comes in. No, I think, again, you got to read between the lines when these people talk. Um, I, again, this, this attorney is representing his clients and he has a, a profit motive here, but again, no, they, yeah, that's, that's what it is on the surface that they're asking for more fire engines. They're asking for more traffic lights, but all of these, but these fire, fire departments, these fire, these, um, cop unions, all these people, if you look at corruption on the local level and how, 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 how classic and local corruption works or how these things work is or how I feel or how I think or what I think is going on here is that these, 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 the, the cop unions and the, the unions that, that are in charge of, of, of getting these city, state and local contracts to do, to do um, police detail or to have fire engines or um, to have guards or whatever or to have construction, or to have, or to deploy porta potties. These people are in with these people. Know these officials in the local government, and 
they're you know they pay money to these officials you know they they have dinner they they fraternize with these with with these officials and then what they end up doing is because they're buddies and because they're you know simpatico they end up they end up chilling with each other and they end up being buddies and they end up helping each other out like oh G- jim um I, I know that, that that Nancy and you, um, the Nancy and you over at the fire department, um, you know, you guys need are, are starving for a bit more overtime to 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 for your staff or whatever you want, or you guys are not um, you guys are not um, work is a little bit dry. Um, since I mean we're buddies and stuff, and we go golfing together, and we do all, and we go golfing, and you know. Or, or grandkids go on play dates or whatever. Um, so what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to make sure that this this particular um, dispensary opens in your ward or your area, and I'm going to make sure that there is enough work for fifty for all fifty people in your particular. Um, ward or district's fire department i'm going to make sure there's enough work for you guys um in terms of detail in terms of security in terms of facilitating in terms of deploying these porter potties i'm going to make sure there are just enough contracts so you you and your gals and you and your and your boys have 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 enough jobs or have enough overtime or whatever this is how this corruption is working and the people that get the people that get these contracts or whatever they you know for traffic lights or whatever again they 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 know the city officials they're buddies with the city officials and because they're buddies they do favors for each other and and these favors are getting them jobs and getting them fire engines and getting get them the right amount of porta potties um to deploy to give their people work or whatever i mean if you you have to read between the lines here you know that's what that's what college teaches you and that's what le- the latter half of high school teaches you with a lot of literature it's you know don't just take things at face value Lelling Smith added is unlikely to discover the type of malfeasance alleged in Fall River elsewhere however he said any scrutiny of the deals by a federal prosecutor is going to have a chilling effect on the demands by local officials. Ordinarily, federal grand jury subpoena documents because there is evidence of wrongdoing, but they also have the freedom to go on a fishing expedition, said Martin G. Weinberg, a prominent federal criminal defense lawyer in Boston. Quote, it sounds like a very wide-ranging and very preliminary collection of documents with the goal being to assert some federal supervision over whether or not licenses are being sought and provided without any evidence of public corruption, Weinberg said. He added that Lelling is almost certainly seeking out overt bribery or the kind of personal corruption alleged in Fall River, not going after state legal marijuana sales just because the drug is prohibited by federal law, nor seeking to punish cities or town that have relatively small payments that could be interpreted as being in excess of state law. Jackie Bebe, or Beeb, I'm probably butchering that, the town administrator of East Ham, said her community receives a subpoena 
Friday and said her counterparts and other Cape Cod municipalities told her they too had been subpoenaed. Overall, the request is fairly vague, Beeb said. East Ham has signed host agreements with two companies. Neither is in business yet. Quote, we're very satisfied with our agreements, Baby said. The applicants proved to us that they have the capital and the ability to do it. In Northampton, city officials have asked cannabis firms to pay 3% of their value, plus 10% annually to a nonprofit, with the exception of an edibles microbusiness, which agreed to pay 5000 which will educate customers and youth about safe marijuana consumption. Garden Remedies, the sole marijuana store to open in Newton so far, agreed to pay the city 3% of the store's medical and recreational marijuana revenues, plus make a 2500 annual donation to a local charity. End of article. So, um, so just to give credit where credit is due, um, obviously from the Boston Globe, it's written by the great journalist, um, shout out to them, Dan Adams, Felicia Gans, and Naomi Martin. They're, they're awesome. They're awesome canvas journalists who cover the canvas beat over in the Boston Globe. They're, they're very good at what they do. And um, I, I believe I saw, saw most, if not all of them, at, at a panel. I, I, I'm almost certain last year... When I was at, or earlier this year when I was at Nikan, I saw Dan Adams and I saw Naomi Martin. I saw both of them in person. Good folks. They're very good at what they do, all three of them. And all, all the staff that work there, obviously. So, um, so yeah. Um, so the shenanigans are going to get investigated. And um, hopefully this, this federal official of, of Trump isn't going to use this as a ploy to to sort of stop legalization or be like oh i told you this legalizing this stuff wasn't good but i mean again hopefully the, hopefully he's he's doing this solely to investigate the corruption and the extortion on the local level that is going on because again these officials they work for us and it's not the other way around you know um we pay we pay them and we are their boss they're not uh, they're not our boss. They're not supposed to manage our affairs unless, unless it is to regulate whether or not someone hurt something, something happened. Whether or not they they're only there to regulate and to prevent things, people from being hurt. That's it. That's it. That's the that's the scope of their job. They're not here to morally police. But um, I hope you guys got a lot out of this and peace. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are a few ways that you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for housing and equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash IC Sativa Podcasts. You can also support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. If you are feeling extra generous, we have $5 and above tiers. Additionally, if you wish to get in contact with us, you can leave me a voice message on Anchor. You can do this by going to www.anchor.com 
anchor.fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and I may just play it on a future episode. You can also call and leave a voice message at the phone number 617-466-9389. That is 617-466-9389 and I may just play it on a future episode. If you are in need of some good CBD products, you can also check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp products. You can check them out by checking out this link, um, www.bit.ly slash 33FKRV9. And you can try the following coupon codes. Dogtreat20. Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, and 15% sign off CBD. And you can use those codes to get a discount on various CBD products on their website. And if you're looking to get inexpensive CBD flour delivered to your door quickly and cheaply in New England, check out bostonhempire.com, where you can get frequent sales on CBD flour and other products such as tinctures and edibles as well too. Boston Hempire will get you cheap CBD flour delivered to your door in New England and the rest of the United States for a very very good price and I highly recommend their products too. Feel free to enter the URL https colon slash slash shop dot Boston Hempire dot com slash question mark ref equals d scotland peace out and ciao